Hello and welcome to the 20 Minutes of Filler Podcast, episode 71. I am your host, Jason Katarski, and I'm here with my friend... Eric Carlson. Yeah, yeah. East side meets west side. <laughs> uh, but uh, as they say at my kid's school, west is best. Mm. <laughs> I would agree with that because I went to the west high school and we had an east high school in town and west was best. Oh, nice, nice. I think really it's just, you know... Wherever you lay your hat is home, you know? That's what I say. <laughs> well, hey, uh, I'm glad to be hanging out with you today. Yeah. Everybody, Eric is a good dude. He came over to help me do manual labor. We've been stuffing envelopes because it is that time for me in my life where I am uh, getting ready to fill uh, a Kickstarter, or actually two Kickstarters this time. So um, I'm working on Rocky Road a la mode and yeah. Outlawed right now. So that's really good news. I just came back from Salt Con in Salt Lake City-ish. Um, it's not actually in Salt Lake City. Huh. Yeah, you know. Mm. But it's uh, it's in Layton, Utah. But, uh, that's cool. Anyway, yeah. Um, so we were stuffing envelopes, getting things ready. I was trying to actually print labels today. Um, I got a, I got a, like 160 games out in the mail yesterday. Nice. And then today I was printing some labels and then all of a sudden Kickstarter crashed. <laughs> you broke the internet? I, well, actually I think Eric Lang and his oh. new game Rising Sun broke the internet. <laughs> So I was like, well, how, how, how can I get work done? Just, I guess, you know, this dude needs to get paid, so I guess right? I don't get to work anymore. Mm. So I couldn't check the little boxes to keep track of who I was sending <laughs> stuff to, so I don't want to spend any more money sending people multiple copies. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we stuffed, so far to this evening, while we were hanging out, we stuffed like 400 copies of uh, of Rocky Road Mode. It's like a beautiful pile of gold bricks that we've backed ourselves to, into a corner with. Somehow. It could it could fall over at any moment yeah. and uh, make a mess. But hey, it's okay. We're just going to slap labels on them and get them out of here as soon as possible. So, that is my life. If you backed those games, thank you so much. I'm getting them to you as fast as I can. And I'm really excited about uh, sharing these great little games with you. Um, shortly after they, they wrap up, I believe the date that's official, they're going to be announced on the 8th of March to stores and distributors and then they will be in stores by march 20th along with the new reprint of best treehouse ever that people have wanted it we got them in and they'll be hitting stores all at the same time so if uh, you didn't back it um please ask for it at your friendly local game store or you can order it at greencouchgames.com too that's cool whatever but uh so that's been keeping me busy so can i talk about salt con a little bit eric yeah do it have you been to Salt Lake City before? Never. Want to go there, though. It was cool. So I feel like a big boy because <laughs> I traveled all by myself. Oh. And then I took my first Uber. <laughs> and I'm alive. You made it. I, I was a little nervous. I thought maybe I was going to uh, die. But mm. uh, I didn't. I wasn't killed. I got in at <laughs> night. And in the background, I saw the shadow of these mountains. And we're what? in Michigan. We, we don't have mountains. We have hills. And we have right. trees. But, like, this was cool. I saw the shadows of these mountains, and then the next morning I forgot all about it, and I walked out of my hotel, and right across from the convention center, mountains. And I was just like, whoa. I was kind of in awe for a minute, and I just couldn't help but smile. So it was a good way to, like, wake up. 
Um, cool. SoulCon is a great con. Uh, I went there because I wanted to try out some different arenas, get my games in front of some different people. And I heard SoulCon was a strong con. I know there was a lot of solid publishers from the area. Mayday Games has their headquarters there, as well as uh, Red Raven Games and Tim Fowers Games. Um, and they had, I think they had about 1,400 people there. My first impression was sweet because I walked in and they had this giant dexterity game section. Oh. So they had copies of Crokinole sitting out and La Past Trap. Have you played La, La Past Trap? No. La Past Trap is like a, uh, actually, Blue Orange does a small version of it called Fast Track. Hmm. It's a little like, uh, looks like kind of like an air hockey board. It's this wood with a frame around the edge okay. and a, a piece of wood going through the middle that has a small hole. And then you have a little rubber band on your end, and there's five oh. discs on each side, and you're trying to shoot the discs through that little hole in the middle and get all the discs on your opponent's side as fast as you can, real time, playing at the same time. Um, they had a giant lapass trap. Whoa. They had this game called Roll It that looked cool. Like I'm not really sure I didn't get to play it. I wanted to. Um, they had Via Paletti, a big stacking game that won the wow. Spiel of Girard back in the day. Of, yeah. yeah, like they were just like these giant games set up in... Oh, they had a giant Dr. Eureka, too, the new one from Blue Blue Orange. Like these giant cylinders with the colorful balls in them. And uh, some people were sitting down to to play Crokinole. I was there a little early before I could get into the hall and set up my booth. And uh, they were reading the rules to Crokinole. And I was like, how about I teach you? Would you like to learn (laughs) Crokinole from me? And they're like, yes, please. And I taught them, and they seemed to have a wonderful time. So I felt like that made my trip to Utah worth it. Nice. I taught someone... One of the greatest games ever, Crokinole. Have you ever played Crokinole? No. Oh, it's cool. I've heard good things. The little twists, it's simple rules. Like, you flick towards a center circle and you get points depending on which circle you're in. Mm. Flicking game, you know, really fancy. Yeah. And, but the twist is, like, if there's an opponent's disc on the board, you have to hit it. Like, before you can, to stay on the board, to stay alive. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh... And it just makes for a really clever game that's not just like air hockey, you know. Right. Um, so a little that, finesse. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was that was a neat moment. And then I went and sat up my stuff and sold games all weekend. And the hall was open for a long time. I met some cool people. <laughs> it was I was I was in there from like nine o'clock in the morning until eight o'clock at night at my booth. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so after dinner, I didn't really do much gaming. I went back to my hotel and slept because I was by myself. I didn't have my trusty uh helpers like mm. eric carlson there with yeah, me yeah yeah uh but it was a really good show so i'm grateful for all the people that uh they put it on jail uh, jeff and dale were really good dudes and uh hopefully i'll, I'll go back because cool. it could turn out and people seemed excited about our games so um and salt lake city was seriously gorgeous it was mild weather and mountains oh. with snow on them around and Sounds beautiful. Uh, at a pizza buffet around the corner, you know? What? That's all you needed. That's all you need. Pizza yes. buffet and some mountains. Life is good. <laughs> um, so that was a good time. What have you been up to lately? Have you been playing any uh, playing any games? I have, yep. I've, um, I finally acquired a copy of King Domino, um, which got a lot of play. I had m- borrowed my friends, maybe stole my friend's copy for a couple of weeks. <laughs> and you were able to not only pick up one copy, but pick up two. You got yeah. one for me, too, which I appreciate. I actually bought three copies. Oh, really? <laughs> who's, the th- who's the other copy uh, for? It's for Rick. Oh, Rick, uh, our yeah. buddy from our group. Yeah, Whose game I stole. Uh, nice. Yeah. So, you know, it's a good game to have on hand in case you need a last-minute gift. It's a perfect. So, yeah, I've been playing that. Uh, I... I also uh, picked up Codenames Pictures, which I got to play. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, so yeah, cool. Just trying to trying to keep the board games uh, going as much as I can. 
Yeah, my my uh, five year old. I, I got King Domino, hoping that he would like to play it, and so I had it for a couple weeks. And on the, the last night that I had it before I had to return it to our friend, he finally decided he would play it <laughs> after much fighting. And then at the end, he's like, "Oh, I like that game." I'm like, well, I know you wasted like two weeks. If we could have been playing this so much every more. day. Well, let's talk about King Domino because we played it just for the first time a few minutes ago, and yeah. it's a clever little game. Yeah, it is like super simple. Right. Uh, but the kind of game you want to play again right away. So it's yeah. by Bruno Cathala. And you start with a little square tie in the middle. Tile. And it's called King Domino because it's like, you know, dominoes. Mm-hmm. But it's kingdoms. So mm-hmm. like Kingdom Domino or King Domino, you know? Right. You're so, building your own kingdom. Yeah. And, and like, here's the whole game. You put out four tiles. A numerical order. You order them. You have two little kingdom people kings mm-hmm. kings, kings i guess or queens you're gonna take turns claiming them mm-hmm. and then uh they have either they have two terrain pieces on them some of them have crowns some of them don't and uh once you have placed those you lay out another row yep and you move them it from top to bottom so whoever placed on the lower number gets to go first and they move to an empty one in the row next to them and then they take the one that they've just moved off of and add it to their grid, which can be 5x5 five five in front of them. You start with a square with your little castle that's totally frivolous, but cute and necessary. It's a punchboard castle, right? Right. And then um, you take the tile that you move off from, and the, the one you choose is going to choose the order of which you go next time. Right. Um, so you go higher, you might get more crowns. If you go lower, you're going to get to go first. And then once you're done uh, with your when the tile stack is empty, you go and look at all the connected pieces of terrain that you have that make like a contiguous thing. There's like four mm-hmm. or five different types of terrain, and then uh, you multiply those squares by the number of crowns that are in them. Right. And that's how many points you get. Yep. Super simple. So easy. So good. Yes. Like wow. Yeah. King yeah. Domino. Yeah. I'm sure it'll blow up. It's back on... I got mine off of... Uh, what was it? Cool Stuff, Inc. had it. Okay. And that's why I ordered uh, uh, multiple copies from... And it was super cheap online. It was like yeah. 12 bucks or yeah. something. So that's yeah. that's kind of neat. It seemed to sell out really quick. And then yeah, they, and they it got it back in fast. And, yeah. and it's by... Did we say it's by Bruno Cathala? We did. Yeah. yeah. Bruno is just like... He's like... I hate to say it. Elegant. Like, yeah. He just makes these cool, elegant games. This is simple... But, like, puzzly. I, I said when we played it, I'm like, I think why it connects is it's got these characteristics that we like to play for, like, games on our phones. Like, yeah. puzzle games. Yep. Because like, it's just a puzzle, and it's different every time, mm-hmm. and it's quick. And you play those games on your phone because they're addictive and simple, and yeah. you want to see what happens next. You want to see how much better you can do. Right. And this has that vibe. It's easy to set up. It's easy to play. My first game I had... What did I have? Six points or something? Yeah, my, yeah. Because there wasn't very many crowns out. No, we didn't shuffle but, very well. But then, second game, I had forty-seven. Yeah, Eric had fifty-four. He That's beat right. me. But like, I was like, dude, I can play this game five more times right now. Right. And we didn't because we decided to podcast. We decided <laughs> to bring you content instead. You're welcome, podcast yeah. land. Yeah, that's right. Um. So yeah, King Domino, filler for sure because it takes five ten minutes yeah. to play. Yeah. And then uh, it's a good price. It's got great art by somebody named, what's that, Cyril Bouquet or something like that? Yes, the box says Cyril 
Bokeh. That's if you're an artist, your name should definitely be Bokeh. It should for sure. <laughs> that's, that's a good name, um, and it's from Blue Orange Games. So check it out. Yeah, like I've, I've you, played it to like twenty, at least twenty times now. I could do the the twenty by twenty filler uh, challenge for the year and, 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 and have one game out of the way already. Dude, seriously. And your son is like five, right? Yeah. So I was like talking about how you can help them with the scoring and just teach them the basics of crowns and connected spaces are good and they will have a meaningful experience. So you yeah. can play it with kids, mm-hmm. you can play it with adults yeah. and there's a lot more decisions and like paying it. I didn't even pay attention to your grid yet. Right. I could have tried to stop you from getting points. Right. Yep. I wasn't playing on that level. So there's room for me to grow into this game. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm excited about this yeah. game. Yeah, my, my three-year-old played it. His strategy was a little different. He had uh, one row of tiles that just stretched as far as the eye could see. Very narrow kingdom. Normally it's a five-by-five five grid <laughs> is kind of what you're shooting for, but he just line them up and keep going, but he, he was, loved... He was trying to get to the next kingdom. He, was. he just wants to, He just wants to bring the people together. That's, right. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. King Domino is King a Domino. good one. Is there another one you've been playing that you want to yeah, talk just, about? Yeah, I just got Starving Artists in the mail from the Kickstarter. Yeah, I didn't do this Kickstarter, but... Uh, it looks like great production. Yeah, and um, the designer um, Mike Wokash, he uh, he's involved with the Indie Game Report, which is put oh, okay. on some really quality content. So uh, I uh, I'm excited to hear more about this. So tell me about about this deal. Yeah, so you are different artists working on um, classic paintings, uh, and you want to get the paintings out before you starve. So you have to get the paint cubes that you need uh, to. To make your masterpieces and sell them at the market uh, before you die. If someone starves to death and the game ends, it's just, <laughs> that's kind of bleach. Which, yeah, it is a little bit. But you can, you can. Uh, I've heard you can starve to death and still win somehow. I, I've only played it a couple times because well, you can be immortalized, right? Yeah, forever, yeah, right? The best artists die before they're really. Recognized. It's like most of the yeah. best ones are dead, right? I mean, <laughs> at least the best classical ones. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. So like there's a you draw stuff out of a bag, the cubes are yep. your paint. Yeah, you got a couple different actions. You can take a canvas from the the lineup of of canvases available to you. And these are all like famous public yeah. domain paintings. Yeah. Yep. Tons and tons. I mean, it's just a, a huge stack of large like oversized tarot cards. Yes. Yep. So great big pictures of it and then uh so yeah, you can take a a canvas from the lineup uh, you can draw some cubes, uh, you can work, um, or you can paint. And so there's just a couple options for you. And, and then at the end of the day, if you completed your painting, you sell it. You have might have multiple sellers. You, you can decide to wait and sell your painting on another day, which might give you an advantage. Um, but at the end, the first person to sell five paintings wins, or when someone dies... And there's also a point win condition if you've earned enough points uh, also. So lots of multiple multiple paths to victory. Great art, great production design. Yeah, it's in, a, it's in a, a shiny magnetic box where it unfolds and the scoreboard is like on the inside cover. It's got the translucent cubes, kind of mm-hmm. like in the newer version of Pandemic. Yes. That, that are like make it like kind of glow, like nice uh, like paint that you're filling in on the different points of the painting. But they went through and kind of figured out the paintings based on like the colors that were in them to go with the cubes. Yeah. So, yeah, neat, neat production. It looks like a, it looks like a cool game. How about how long does it take to play? Um, about forty minutes. Forty to sixty is what it says. Okay, and, and so that's, that's about accurate. It's got a one-player variant. I haven't played that yet. Okay. Um, but that's a, a, a cool feature as well. And plays good with uh, three and four. Very cool. It's, so it's fairway three games. 
And uh, that's Starving Artists, the award-winning Paint by Cube game. That's, <laughs> that's awesome, Paint by Cube. Yep. Yeah, definitely want to want to try that one out. It's, it's a little on the longer side, but we know some of you guys uh, do like to play games that are longer than 15 minutes, and I, uh, even though some of you will push back occasionally, like I think that under an hour sometimes counts as a filler. It depends on how much involved like decision is for me, you yeah. know, like... Um, once, yeah. once you get the flow of it, the turns move along pretty quick. Um, I actually tricked my non-board gaming friends into playing it. I've been working <laughs> them kind of into it. Uh, we played King Domino. We played Codename Pictures. Uh, and then I said, hey, why don't we try the Starving Artist game? And, uh, and they, they dug it. They got on, onto it real quick. And they're kind of artsy people, not real huge board game people. But they they wanted more. They de- definitely want them wanting another experience. Sweet, and that's cool. Like they, like you said, they're artsy people. So like, that's one of the cool things about like modern board games is how many themes there are out there mm-hmm. um, that can connect with people because you can bring them in through theme alone sometimes. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, you like baseball? Try this bottom of the ninth game with me. And that was a hit with you and your brother who yeah. brother in law who likes baseball too. You know, yep. so like, um, yeah, super super neat stuff that you can do there. Yeah. Um, well, one that I picked up when I was at SaltCon, I picked up a few at SaltCon. I'm just going to name some of those quickly because I haven't played them yet. Mm. But I did pick up I picked up What's Up from Strawberry Studios, a little micro game that's a part of their current campaign for Strawberry Ninja. But it's a little micro game with cute, cute birds on a wire, and it looked like a simple game with wonderful artwork. So I bought it because it was cheap. And then I got Slough Off, which is uh, from Eagle Griffin Games, and it's Stefan Dora, the, the creator of For Sale oh. and, and Turn the Tide. Yeah. And it um, has art by one of my favorite artists, Quanshaim Raya. So very, very cool um, looking game. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a trick avoiding game. You're trying not to take the <laughs> tricks. Nice. Tricks are bad. And then I got um, from Renegade Games, who was there, uh, Lotus, which was nominated mm. this year. They didn't win it, but they, they were nominated for the Golden Geek for Best Artwork because if you look it up, it is beautiful. It has this uh, uh, these lotus flowers, these petals that are just gorgeous. And it's designed by Mandy and Jordan Goddard. And mm. it is a really simple um, but uh, really kind of engaging game. So there's different sized. Everybody has a as a as a deck of petals, and they all have the same petals, but they have different stamps on them to show their color. Hmm. Um, there's three petal flowers, four petal, all the way up to seven petal flowers, I think. Ooh. And there's also a wildflower deck which has the same petals, but not with a colored stamp on them, so they're kind of neutral. So on your turn, you can do a couple things. You can cycle some cards from your hand, from your hand to your bottom of your deck to draw some new cards. You can play one or two petals to either start a flower or add to a flower. Hmm. You can only have one type of flower out there at a time, so you can't have two, three petaled flowers. Okay. Um, you can uh, put one of your guardians. You have these little wooden bits that are really cute. There's like uh, They're called guardians. <laughs> There's a dragonfly and a caterpillar and a ladybug and a, butterf- <laughs> and a butterfly. Nice. And you can put them on because there's two aspects. So... You score points if you were the last, if you complete the flower, if you put the last petal. So each card is a petal, and they have little, like, lines on them that show you how to put them together. So if you just follow the little, like, light faded lines, they're going to, like, fan around to make the flower complete. Uh, Really clever and subtle art. It's awesome. Um, you So you can you can play one or two cards. You can cycle one or two cards. And then you can place a guardian on a flower. So the one who completes the flower gets the points for the number of petals that were in that flower. So a three-petal flower gets three Mm -hmm. points, a seven gets seven. Hmm. Um, But whoever has control of it, which means they have the majority of stamps, either stamped petals 
or guardians. So like your guardians count as an extra stamp, essentially. Um, whoever has the most of those gets a, either to choose from one of three rewards or five bonus points. Mm. So like your three rewards are like abilities you can kind of purchase for the rest of the game. There's an Elder Guardian that counts as two control points, the Enlightened Path, which allows you to increase your hand size to five, and then Infinite Growth, which allows you to play uh, three or more cards on a single flower. You can play as many cards as you want. And then at the end of your turn, you drop to your hand limit, either from your own deck or from... The Wildflowers deck. Okay. Um, if you maybe kind of want to sway the numbers a little bit and don't have enough of the cards of your own petals to finish it, but want to help move things along, um, and you play until your personal somebody's personal deck is is empty, and then whoever has control of the last flowers gets to score those petals, um, even if they're incomplete. So that like that's that's it. That's the rules of the game. There's some variance in there, I guess, but. Um, this I, we played with. I played with my wife and with my uh, my almost eight year old, mm. who like didn't get all the strategy, but was able to like play the game with us and loved the art. Yeah. And my wife and I were like, "This is a really clever game. It could be a little cutthroat if you wanted it to be, Ugh. but I think it could also have that like Zen vibe of like because uh-huh. the art just makes me feel chill, <laughs> and like I feel like just making flowers is a cool thing. Yeah. Placing your guardians. Um, Man, it's it's a really really good game, and it took us about twenty minutes to play. Mm-hmm. So um, it's definitely in that filler realm, and um, it's worth worth giving giving a look. I think. Man, Renegade, Renegade, they're killing it. They are killing it. Like Whew. I, I just, I mean, they got World's Fair, they got Blood of the Englishmen, yeah. they got Brick Party, uh-huh. they got Lotus, and Lanterns. he told. I was talking to the dude, and he said that like they have like twelve games in store for this year, this this or in the next year or whatever. Uh, just, so just take my money, take my money now. Yeah, like they're just they're 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 at least like I think people like them. Yeah, but I especially like them. Like, and I love the sensibilities they're going with, like their mm. art choices. Mm-hmm. So. Um, they're definitely a publisher that I'm I'm like paying attention to whenever they put something out. Yeah, at least worth worth a look. You know whether or not um, I buy them all. Cause <laughs> I got a lot of games. I got a lot of games to play. Um. So yeah, that's what what I've been playing. A little bit about what you've been playing. Any, anything yeah. else come to mind? No. No. Cool, man. We. Uh, I'm glad we got to hang out and share some games and stuff some envelopes together. Uh, folks, thanks for listening. We, we appreciate you. And I am really looking forward to you getting the next Green Couch Games. Uh, I've been on top of all this, like getting these Kickstarters ready and going to SaltCon. Um, I'm preparing for the next game that we're launching on Kickstarter on the 15th of March. The Ides of March. The Ides of March, yeah. Thanks for warning me that that's not maybe the best choice of the day if I was superstitious (laughs) at all, right? Right. But, um... That one is Ladder 29. It's a climbing game uh, of uh, firefighters trying to extinguish their hands. Mm. So it's like a new classic card game. It's by uh, Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle. And it has great art by Andy Jewett. And mm. uh, I'm starting to get some feedback from some of the reviewers that are saying they're digging it. Cool. And they like the R. And uh, in the next couple of weeks, you'll you'll hear more about that on online. And hopefully start seeing some reviews. But we'll be launching it on March 15th is the target. Okay. I got some work to, to to shore up there, and I got to get these games sent out so I can focus on that. But I'm really excited about this game. It's like it's kind of like 
it really feels like a new classic to me. Like if you like games, like if you like trick taking games and climbing games, like clubs and tissue or like wizard, like those kind of like simple family style card games, this is right up your alley and it has some nice twists that feel very unique. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that soon. I'm sure I'll get uh, Matt and Ben to come on the show and talk about their uh, prof- prolific game design career, <laughs> yeah. popping games out of their ears all the time. Um, but yeah, so watch for that, and uh, we'll be back soon with more games that we're going to be getting to the table, hopefully in between stuffing envelopes and uh, <laughs> running Kickstarters and stuff. So thank you guys for listening. If you want to uh, talk more about Great Little Games, please go to the 20 Minutes of Filler Facebook group. And you can check out greencouchgames.com. You can subscribe to this show in iTunes and maybe give it a share on your social media so we can bring more people into the fold of these great little games. Yes. Eric, where can people find you on Twitter? I'm DonutCow11. Awesome. I'm J- at Jason Gutarski or at Green Couch Games. And until next time, please get out there and play some great little games.